You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I am joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to everyone listening. I am really looking forward to today's convo. We're going to be discussing knowing your why. Yes. Uh, so likewise, um, here at Mentoro, we are all about setting goals. And if you remember, especially smart ones mm-hmm. and educating others on how to handle money. However, without knowing your why, it can be difficult to have long lasting success in most areas. Yes, and this can definitely be the case when it comes to your finances. Right, so I'll get a little personal here and go back a number of years ago when my wife and I were raising two daughters on my $42,000 a year teacher salary. So while preparing for this time, our goal was to have no debt except our mortgage. So before having kids, while Tracy was still working, and while this was a great goal, our why made this happen. So the reason we wanted to be debt-free was to be able to have Tracy stay at home and raise our daughters. Your why is what makes your goals more meaningful. I love that story. Knowing your why is an important first step in figuring out how to achieve those goals that excite you. When you know your why, you will find the courage to take risks and stay motivated when times aren't all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, and trust me, they're not. Um, and, And one of the best quotes I have heard concerning this is, he who has a why can endure anyhow. So knowing your why can help you achieve goals in most areas of life. For instance, let's say starting a business. Backroads is the world's number one active travel company. Beginning in 1979, they have been taking people on unforgettable active vacations around the world. However, like most startups, success was not immediate. Take a listen to Backroads founder, Tom Hale. Um, so I'll tell you how I started Backroads. 1979 was when I came up with the idea to do Backroads. I was uh, living in Las Vegas, Nevada, working as an environmental planner. And about two in the morning, I woke up in the middle of the night with this idea that I wanted to take people on bike trips. I didn't know much about business, hadn't done that much bicycling. So I jumped into it, went on a 5,000 mile bike trip around the Western United States and ran our first trips in 1980 in Death Valley. It was definitely a, um, you know, your quintessential garage startup. In fact, I lived in the garage uh, that the office was in. The bikes were stored in the basement, and as we got a little bit bigger and we had more and more trailers out on the rather nice residential streets, we, we moved out just in the nick of time before our neighbors had had enough of us, I think, so. So Tom went on to say that the first years of starting Backroads, he put in great effort with very little return. He estimates he made about 35 cents an hour with all the work he put in. However, his passion for bringing active travel experiences to more people is what drove him, in essence, was his why. Mm -hmm. Here's a quote from Tom. However, while I knew we had to make money to grow, I was never driven by the money. Once I got clear that this was my life's work, doing something else was never an option. Right, I mean, how powerful is that? While we all need to make money to survive, your why is more than just dollars. Really, in essence, it's who you are. Mm -hmm. 
While there's no one pathway for discovering your life's purpose, there are many ways you can gain deeper insight into yourself and a larger perspective on what it is that you can have to offer the world. Coming up after the break, two questions that can help you find your sweet spot, that place where your talent, passion, mission all intersect. Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoral Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I was 20 years old. I was at my lowest point. And then one day, and I remember the exact day, March 27, 1975, I was helping my mother in her beauty shop. My mother owned a beauty shop up in Mount Vernon. And there's, there was this older woman who was uh, considered one of the elders in the town. And I didn't know her personally, but I, I was looking in the mirror. And every time I looked at the mirror, I could see her behind me, and she was staring at me. She just kept looking at me. Every time I looked at her, she kept giving me these strange looks. So she finally took the dryer off her head and said, she said something I'll never forget. First of all, she said, somebody give me a piece of paper. Give me a piece of paper. She said, young boy, I have a prophecy, a spiritual prophecy. She said, you are going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. I began at Fordham University as a pre-med student. I, 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 I took a course called the Cardiac Morphogenesis. I couldn't read it. I couldn't say it. I sure couldn't pass it. <laughs> so then I decided to go into pre-law, then journalism. And with no academic focus, my grades took off in their own direction. I was a 1.8 GPA one semester, and the university very politely suggested that it might be better to take some time off. I found that nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Nothing. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. Welcome back. That was from a commencement speech that Denzel Washington gave. Many times, following your why can be risky and scary. <laughs> that it can. Um, so I've discussed many times before how I was a teacher before joining Mentoro. So towards the end of my teaching career, I taught special education. So I had the same job at the same school for eight years. And then since it was an elementary school, I had most of my students for seven years. So kind of when you think back, uh, you know, pretty stable, right? It kind of knew the, the ins and outs of every day. I then had an opportunity outside of teaching that I pursued. After a little over a year, I could tell this wasn't going to work out, so I decided to look elsewhere. That led to a journey in which I had six different jobs in 18 months. However, all of that searching led me to Mentoro, where I get to fill, fulfill my why. Mm. That was definitely a long road that you took, Danny. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was. <laughs> um, but pursuing your passion is not always easy, right? In fact, most of the time, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, uh, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, the great thing is I knew my why, and I just had to find a place where I could fulfill it. So we meet with some who don't know their why and how to go about finding it. If that's you, we have some questions you can ask yourself to help you identify it. Mm -hmm. So first up, what makes you come alive? So Danny, did you know that the word inspire comes from the Latin uh, meaning to breathe life into? I did not, but I knew the class president would. Yes, indeed. Ah, you're so funny. <laughs> but think about it. When you're working on things that inspire you, 
you're going to feel more alive. Right. Um, you know, recently after giving a presentation um, for, for, for one of our, our clients, a woman in the audience came up to me and shared that after watching a previous presentation I gave, she was inspired to get out of debt. So I'd, I'd given one, I think it was probably like a year before. So she came up after this one. It wasn't even about debt, but she told me, hey, you inspired me. I went home, I talked to my husband, and like a year later, they were debt free. So, you know, there's nothing that fires you up like that. So uh, once again, you know, finding your why, it, it can be tough, but you know, for me, I kind of knew when I wrote my first book years ago, one of my whys, I wanted to help people do better with money. And yes, there's a lot of different long and winding roads that you may face getting there. But you know, for me, that that I could tell fired me up. It made me feel like nothing else does uh, of empowering someone like that. So that's kind of when I knew, okay, this is definitely my why. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago sitting at a presentation by Chris Gardner. Who, yeah, yeah, the pursuit uh, of happiness. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. And you talk about inspirational. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That movie, you talk about uh, risky and scary and all of that. He's the prime example of you know how if you really focus on your why, uh, you're gonna face adversity every single day, but keeping that kind of front of mind, that inspiration, Mm -hmm. it can drive you to do really amazing things. Definitely, yes, for sure. So another question that you can ask yourself is, what are your innate strengths? Most of us were born with, with certain things that we're just naturally really good at. Right. And, and, you know, I know, you know, one of my strengths that I, I was gifted is teaching. So obviously, you know, I used it to, to teach in elementary and special education and then also parlay that into helping others, teaching others how to manage money. So think like at my heart, I'm a teacher and now it's different subjects. It may not always be the same, but kind of, I guess, for whatever reason, have the, the ability to explain things in a way that people understand. So, you know, I kind of recognized that early on. In fact, ninth grade, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. So like I, I knew that. Once again, didn't know the different avenues that it would take, but you know, a, a teacher really is what I still am at the core. Mm-hmm. How about you? Like, and you know, I can kind of guess which, but I'm just kind of curious. What do you think some of your strengths are, <laughs> or what you feel, you know, that have always kind of been something that I, I think you're gifted with? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a tough question for me, but I would say um, at the end of the day. One of my strengths is that I'm very logically minded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a keen sense for details, and I kind of view those details as puzzles in my mind, and and putting all the puzzles together okay. every day. And I think that that's helped me. Are they like a thousand piece, ten thousand piece puzzles. <laughs> Just depends on the day, right? Like today, yeah. it may be one of those. Uh, t- t- today, yeah. uh, today <laughs> we're missing several of those puzzle pieces. They they the, the got dog. lost in the box. Yeah. Or, um, but in all seriousness, I think that that's helped uh, in how I lead. I think it's helped me be more empathetic. And I certainly think that it's helped me develop my why and and drive me mm-hmm. uh, on the right path. Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious. Like, mm-hmm. So like a leadership, is that something because of the puzzles? Is that something that you were drawn naturally to, you felt like? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, I feel empowered with details, and so when I feel empowered with details, it allows me to be drawn towards leadership and, uh-huh. and show people the path. And so throughout my life, I've kind of always wanted to step up to the plate. I've always wanted to be the leader. I've always wanted to okay. um, to kind of guide people. Put your neck out on the line. I mean, yeah. that's but hey, that's but but that's that's what drives you, right? For some people, being a leader and speaking up 
no way, right? Yeah. They're scared. They're just going to count. But, and that's fine. So you find something else that you're gifted at. But yeah, I think it's important that when you do have those strengths, and not every day, I mean, test is not easy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, I see it firsthand with you. I know there's a lot of things, but that is your why, and that's what drives you. So it's definitely not just like a paycheck, or it's not, it's like, hey, we're building something here, and I want to be the leader of that. And yeah. that is what gets you through those, those not so pleasant days that you have to make a lot of tough decisions. So, 100%. Yeah. I, I want to see the puzzle come together. Right. right. And so whatever role I can play in that. Uh, but just generally speaking, um, that has kind of positioned me in the leadership. Yeah. Right. Spot. Well, Mentor is lucky to have you as our leader. So, yes. Hundred percent. So, um, so if it's a difficult question for you to answer, kind of what what is you know what drives you, what gives you that energy? There are numerous strength finder tools out there to help you discover you know areas that you are strong in. Whether you know you're a golden retriever, you're a three, or whatever. I mean, there are so many different colors, whatever it may be. But find one of those strength finder things. And I know a lot of times in college they use those as well to help you know people decide what their major is going to be. But yeah, just do a, an easy search and just kind of see if you're you're struggling with that. Like what really inspires me take a couple tests and just see kind of okay this is you know this is a common theme behind all these things of okay obviously this is where i'm gifted i i love those things i think the again (laughs) the more information you have the more empowered you are so learning about yourself you may perceive yourself more differently than your strengths would tell you right and i know um like the strength finders that you mentioned they're all about uh, honing in on your strengths. So let's make your strengths even stronger mm-hmm. versus trying to bring your weaknesses to the table. So I think you reach a certain point in life where you can always work towards being the best that you can be, um, but having a solid understanding of what your strengths are and, and capitalizing on that versus trying to be the best all the way around mm-hmm. could help really identify the why and put you on the path that you want to go down. Right, and this is just so timely. So so we've mentioned before, um, we, we've started a brand new series called The Bullpen where we have industry leaders on. So I was, because I'm doing some of the articles for the interviews, and yesterday I was watching, we have a team member that interviewed uh, a gentleman by the name of Tony Bridwell. And he was talking, he's big on career pivoting, just, you know, a lot of followers and everything. But something that struck me in, in his conversation as I was watching it uh, with Haven, our team member, he just said, you know, far too many of us, a lot of times in work, like we focus more on our weaknesses and try to build them mm-hmm. up. And his point was, let's not focus on our weaknesses. Let's manage our weaknesses, but focus on our strengths to build them up. And that's definitely like kind of a different way of thinking, even in schools as a teacher. Like we always, we hone in on those students that are struggling, you know, maybe in math or whatever, and we try to raise it up. And there's many reasons behind that. I get it, test scores and things like that. But then I think sometimes that parlays into our working. And for as adults too, like we're trying to fit, you know, this square into to a hole and it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I am not good at fixing a car. You can put me in a body shop and say, here, you're a mechanic. You can give me all the training you want. It doesn't fire me up. It doesn't excite me. I'm not going to be good at it. So no matter how hard you try to get me to do that, it's not going to happen. And I think from you know your point of view as a president of a company, but just even for the general public of someone trying to find a job, I think sometimes we try to do that too much mm-hmm. instead of you know how instead of saying okay this person you know how are we going to make them fit on with this team? No, let's make the team fit with them. These are their skills. Let's adapt appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. I think in our society we feel way more comfortable when we can put everybody into boxes. Yes, <laughs> yes. And sometimes that's just not the way it goes. And I know for myself, you know, I had 
had dreams and aspirations of being um, Mel Gibson in that movie, What Women Want. I wanted to be this big advertising executive and, you know, be writing Nike commercials. Mm -hmm. But even though I do have that creative mindset, that's just not really where my strengths lie. And unfortunately, it took me going to get degrees and testing out jobs to get there. But... Uh, again, I think when you're real with yourself and you you can honestly s- see inside yourself what your strengths are and compare that to your why, it's easier. Right. And, and you know, kind of just going back, we'll, we'll just kind of, you know, the one more thing about this is like, just because you want to do something and you think, okay, this is my why, if you're not good at it, once again, your sweet spot, you have to have a strength in that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things that, yes, you can want to be a lead singer for a band all day long, but if you don't have a good voice, you know, it, it probably not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good point. So we just took a look at two questions that can help us find our sweet spots coming up next. Two more questions to ponder. Great news. You don't have to visit Spain to run with the bulls unless you want to get trampled. Visit mymentoro.com and use organization code run with the bulls to set up your free account today. Welcome back. In today's episode, we have been discussing knowing your why and how this can help you achieve all that you want to. Before the break, we took a look at two questions that can help you discover your why. A third question that you could ask yourself is, where do you add the greatest value? Yeah, and this can be a really tricky one. So doing work that you are good at, but which you loathe, is not a pathway to fulfillment. So if you hate Monday through Friday, nine to five, and you know, starting Sunday afternoon at one o'clock, you start stressing out, right? You will not be very successful. I really don't care how much money you make over time, you're gonna burn out. So that being said, knowing your greatest strengths and where you can add the most value can help you focus on the opportunities, roles, and career paths where you are most likely to succeed and therefore find the greatest sense of accomplishment and contribution. Mm -hmm. You can also ask yourself what problems you really enjoy solving and what problems you feel passionate about trying to solve. You'll then be more successful at focusing on your natural strengths and those that you're innately good at. Yes. And with our final question, this one, we're going to go a little deep on this one. But (laughs) the final question is, how will you measure your life? (laughs) I know, that, that is pretty deep. But it's definitely a great question to ask yourself. As the quote goes, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Mm-hmm. Deciding how you want to measure your life means taking a stand for something and then living your life in alignment with that. Right. And, and you know, at the highest level, living with purpose means focusing on things that matter most. So funny enough, the things that usually matter the most are not actually things. Yeah, and that's such a good point. I think... Uh, too many times we've talked about FOMO and stuff like that before, yes. but I think too many times people measure their life by someone else. Uh, 100%. What, what someone else thinks of them versus what they think of themselves. Yes. And so, you know, I remember I'm the youngest in my family, and so I'm, I'm constantly given unsolicited advice and have been my whole <laughs> life. But it's really great because that's one of those details that gets plugged into my head. One of those and puzzle pieces. One huh? of the puzzle yeah, pieces, yeah. that's right. So, uh, I was given advice one time that like you you don't want to be the person who wakes up at 40 and turns around and goes like what what have I been doing with my life? Right. I'm almost, you know, halfway through it and like what do I really have to show for myself mm-hmm. because you've been living for other people. Right. And it's really really hard. It's something that I struggle with personally as staying true to myself, staying true to what my why is and making sure that 
you know, I'm, I'm actually answering that question of right. how, how do I want to measure my life? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's tough. Yeah, and it can be tough, too, I think, over time, because I, I know a lot of people, if you're good at what you do, a lot of times, you know, you're in it for the why, but then the job role changes mm-hmm. because you're so good. Like, my mom was a nurse. She loved being a nurse, but she was so efficient that over time, they put her as the office manager. So she wasn't using any of her nursing skills anymore. And then over time, she's just like, you know what? This isn't what I'm fulfilled to do. Yes, I'm making more money in this, but like this isn't why I'm here. So I think we have to be aware of that too. And I think that's mm-hmm. where we kind of go back and self-analyze a little bit that yes, it's good to, to raise up in companies, make more money. I mean, for a financial education company, of course we feel that mm-hmm. way. But you know, this conversation is more about that why too, that if it doesn't fulfill you, oftentimes even if you're making more money, you're gonna feel a little more burnout because you don't have that passion to mm-hmm. do what you're doing anymore. Right, and and don't get swept up in the grind of trying to make more money or trying to, you know, again, please other people or meet the standards of other mm-hmm. people. Take a second, ask yourself some of these questions. I know for me on the day-to-day, I could very easily get swept up on just like what's on the calendar. But I try to take a, take a breath and say, okay, what's highest and best use right. of my time today mm-hmm. to fulfill my purpose, right? Right, and your job's probably, I mean, it is harder than mine, I know, because you're, you are, as a president, with a lot of meetings and calendar stuff. I kind of get to go out, my why, when I get to go out and present, like I, I mentioned before, I had someone come up to me afterward and tell me, hey, your presentation did this. That's my why right there. Mm-hmm. I get that immediate feedback. So I think sometimes in certain jobs, we can lose focus. So I think it's great that you, you sometimes still have to analyze. And even you know, with us as a financial education company, we have to come back, what are we trying to do? Yes, we have to have meetings. Yes, we're on Zoom for four hours sometimes. It's not. <laughs> But what is the old, what are we fulfilling? Yes, we have to have these. And once again, it's not all rainbows and butterflies every day. These sometimes they're necessary to do this. But why are we doing this and having this meeting? Oh, it's to educate people. So kind of always going back to that. And that can be very, very difficult because we can get caught up in all the things that mm-hmm. have to be done. Mm-hmm. I think there's a really good TED talk about this, too, uh, that's talking about knowing your why and how that uh, impacts business. So while not all of us are in the financial position to follow our passions all day, every day, Mm -hmm. we can change our perspective and attitude. No matter what type of job you have, you can draw meaning from it and find greater purpose through how you do what you do. Right, and you know, whether it's coincidental or not, I have found the better attitude I have, the more opportunities that come my way. So we are coming to the end of this episode, but before we close, I wanted to share one of my favorite clips of Knowing Your Why with you. It comes from the comedian Michael Jr. Here goes. How do I know? A lot of people, when they think of the phrase, how do I know, they always want to put the what behind it. How do I know what I'm supposed to do? The the question that you really should ask is, how do I know why I'm here? Because when you know your why, your what becomes more clear and more impactful. If you know, like for instance, um, people know that I do comedy, but that's what I do. My why is to inspire people to walk in purpose. So I can do comedy, I can write books, I can be in a movie, because all of it is motivated by my why. In fact, I have a new new web series out called Michael Jr. Break Time. Uh, We probably just did the sixth episode, it's on YouTube. So every single Wednesday at three o'clock, we drop a new episode on YouTube of Michael Jr. Break Time. What it is, is it's me, I travel around the country and I do stand-up comedy, in case you didn't know. And in the middle of my comedy set sometime, I'll stop and just talk to my audience. And we've been filming this, and it's 
you know, it's, it's pretty cool. So we're in Winston-Salem. I'm gonna show you a clip from Winston-Salem. And I'm just talking to this guy in the audience and he tells me that he's a, uh, a musical instructor at a school. So I was like, all right, you're a musical instructor. You know, can you sing? Let me hear you sing a song. So this is what happened at the last episode of Michael Jr.'s Break Time. Check it. So you're a musical director. Cool. Yes, sir. All right, so um, let, me get a couple, let me get a couple bars of like uh, Amazing Grace. Can you do the first part of that? Let me, go ahead. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wow. That bro could sing. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Uh, now, once you give me the version, is if uh, your uncle just got out of jail, you got shot in the back when you was a kid. I'm just saying, let me see the hood version real quick. If you know which version I'm talking about, just see if that exists. Let me see what you got. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. what I want you to catch. The first time I asked him to sing, he knew what he was doing. The second time, he knew why he was doing it. When you know your why, your what becomes more impactful because you're walking towards or in your purpose. Wow. <laughs> yes. I, uh, I could not have said that better myself <laughs> or had a better example to share. Uh, that does it for this episode, and I hope that from today, uh, you're leaving a bit more inspired to find your why if you haven't, or a bit more inspired to walk in your why. Yes, 100%. And if you have any other topic ideas that you'd like for us to cover, feel free to email us at podcast at mentorgroup.com. Um, so Whitney, thank you so much for chatting, and thank you so much for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.